Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word, hosted by Utah's own Pastor Steve Pearson of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it's our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for today's conversation. Hey, welcome back to Shouts of Grace Radio. I am your host, Steve Pearson, pastor of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah. And we are delighted that you can join us here on the broadcast today. Hey, if you are a first-time listener to Shouts of Grace Radio, um, I want to encourage you, go on to shoutsofgraceradio.com, and there you can tune in to all of the past broadcasts. I think there's 80-some of those um, weekly broadcasts. And and also feel free to, 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 to drop us a little note or an email maybe you wanted to kind of share a thought how how the broadcast has blessed you and so forth and and if you're a return listener we want to thank you for your support um, as well as key radio for the use of their studios um, listen if you don't have a home church and you would like to uh, maybe visit Redemption Hill you're in northern Utah County why not swing by on a Sunday morning at 10:30 a.m at Vista Heights Middle School there in Saratoga Springs we'd love to meet you and to say hi. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we, we began a series here on Shouts of Grace called Lessons from the Pulpit, where we're basically taking the, the wealth of experience and knowledge from, from different pastors and church leaders, things that they've gone through in life that's kind of God has used to refine them to kind of speak to our own hearts. And so um, this week um, on the phone, I have a, a very good friend of mine, uh, Justin Alfred. Um, Justin, how are you doing, brother? I'm doing well, Steve. It's an honor to be with you all this morning. Awesome. Now, Justin is is currently. I, you're you were telling me you're in Colorado doing something with some with some academic courses. Is that correct? Right. I'm in Colorado Springs, seeking, teaching at Calvary Worship Center. They have a Bible college, and uh, I came last spring, and we taught Greek one, and so now we're doing uh, Greek two. Awesome. Now, something that, that listeners may not know, if if you are familiar with Blue Letter Bible, which is an online Bible program, many people are familiar with it, Justin's voice is actually is actually on that. Isn't that right, Justin? Now, what some of our listeners may not know is, is if you have access to the online uh, program, uh, Blue Letter Bible, you will hear uh, Justin's voice on that. Justin, you're kind of you're kind of you're kind of famous. <laughs> Well, I tell you what, Jesus is the one that's famous. He just uses me with what he's given me, and I'm honored honored that he's doing that. Amen. Amen. So, so Justin, what we've been doing the last couple um, a couple of weeks, it's probably been about three or four weeks now, um, we've been talking to different, di- different pastors around the country and just kind of tapping into their experiences um, in ministry, their experiences just maybe not even in ministry, ju- just in general as a Christian um, in the different peaks um, as well as valleys that they've gone through, kind of how God is conforming uh, people into the image of Christ. And, and, and one of the reasons I wanted to have you um, you on is because you've got um, you've got some some pretty um, unique experiences and and specifically surrounding um, the the death of a child and so I wanted to kind of talk to you a little bit about that and kind of the emotions and all that stuff that that you kind of had to go through that God brought you through as He was conforming you into the image of Christ and what that looks like and so um, several years ago um, you had a daughter who who lost her life can you tell us a little bit about that. Yes, I can, Steve. It's almost be almost 13 years ago this November. 
and my daughter uh, was 19 at the time. Uh, she had become involved with this gentleman, young man. That it, it, initially we thought he was right on, but it turned out to be uh, the the absolute antithesis of that. Uh, he impregnated her. She had a baby. Uh, gave the baby up for adoption. Praise the Lord. A, a wonderful Christian family has that baby now, and they're like our children, and as well as our our grandchildren. So we praise the Lord for that. A little over a year later, this was in. Uh, as I say, this would be 13 years ago, it was uh, 2006, that uh, he killed her. And I won't get into all the details how, but he, he killed her. She was wanting to have nothing more to do with him, and basically uh, he ended her life. Now, I will tell you that as a father, as a man, as a uh, just as a husband, as a Christian, uh, when that happened, we went to the hospital, and they brought her body in, and humanly speaking, if that person had shown up there at that time, uh, five men couldn't have stopped me. I would have killed him. I would have torn him apart. I've been a martial artist for many years, and uh, I would have done that, but praise God, he didn't show up, and the pain was enormous, enormous, and uh, we went home that night and just it was incredible, and people started calling us, pastors, others. People came over to the home. It was, the support was enormous. But one of the nights I couldn't sleep, and, and I had several pastor friends call me, and they would say four things. Justin, we love you. We're praying for you. Or three things, rather. Justin, we love you. We're praying for you, but don't kill him. And they really meant that because I, I was, this guy had he was a he's a he was a very uh, evil wicked individual, but here's what God did. I found that out later on. He was a very conniving and, and very uh, uh, scheming individual that he uh, basically deceived us. And, and uh, but anyway, the point being, one night, uh, two or three nights after this, I couldn't sleep, and the only passage of that I could quote, the only verse that really was helping me was Romans chapter 12, verse 19. And that is what I kept quoting over and over and over again. And 12:19 says this, Never take your own revenge, beloved, but leave room for the wrath of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. And I kept quoting that. Well, this particular night, I don't know what time, it was late at night or early in the morning, the Lord spoke to me. Now, when I say this, I don't mean audibly, but in my mind, in my heart, I remember the words even right now. And this is what he said. It's my grace and love and mercy are perfect, pure, holy, and complete. So, too, is my wrath and vengeance. Perfect, pure, holy, and complete. But then he said to me, speaking to me, but your wrath and vengeance is imperfect, impure, unholy, and incomplete. When God wow. said that to me about mine being incomplete, the Lord has used that for almost 13 years now, reminding me that Satan is a liar and a deceiver, and that any reaction that I would have in wanting to seek vengeance myself would be incomplete, it would be falling into Satan's trap, 
and it would absolutely negate whatever it is God's, God's going to do. <clears throat> and so that has stayed with me now for almost 13 years. And what I will tell you is that every time I see a daughter or a young lady, her age now would be in her early 30s with children, I think about my daughter, and it comes back so fast, uh, what he did. <clears throat> and my initial reaction, my carnal human reaction, is to eliminate him, quite frankly. And in my, my and immediately, immediately, I bring that thought into captivity. And the passage that God has used for me with reference to that is in the book of Second Corinthians, chapter ten. And this is powerful. I just want to read that. It says, "For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh," meaning we don't uh, strategize according to our carnal reasoning. For the weapons of our warfare, that is the weapons of our strategy, are not of the flesh, but divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. Those fortresses are areas in our carnal life, as believers, that the enemy attacks and he incites, all right? We are destroying speculations, and that word speculations literally means our own carnal logical reasonings that are prompted by our flesh. Okay? And every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God. That's when Satan comes at us with his flaming missiles of doubt, saying, oh, God can't do anything. You think God can help you in this? You better do it yourself. That's what that's talking about. And then it says, and we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. And that word thought there, uh, Pastor Steve, is also plot. We're taking every plot, every plot that Satan throws in our minds and incites to our carnal reasoning to go and do things on our own. We're taking every plot captive to the obedience of Christ. And when I do that, when I go through these steps with that thought about this person that killed my daughter, I always come back to Romans twelve nineteen. Never take your own revenge but leave room for the wrath of God, and that's what I do. So that's the process that God takes me through. Hmm. And I would just simply say this with all due respect to people who I know are well-meaning, but who have never gone through something like this, and they give somewhat seemingly shallow answers because they haven't been there, and they think, well, you just do this, this, and everything will go away. And that's really not the case. Things like this never leave you. Uh, just like our carnal flesh, there are other things, other injuries, other problems that people have, severe things that have occurred in their life. And the thought of that and the remembrance of that really never leaves our, our, our natural minds. Hmm. But what God does is by the power of the indwelling Holy Spirit, he enables us to bring every thought captive, every plot captive Amen. to the Amen. obedience of Jesus Christ. Amen. And that is what he does for me. Amen. Hey, you're listening to Shouts of Grace Radio. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Shouts of Grace Radio with Pastor Steve. At Shouts of Grace Radio, we're thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah on the airwaves with the good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Key Radio can be found online at keyradio.org, and your support of Key Radio makes programs like Shouts of Grace Radio possible. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for the conclusion of today's conversation. 
Welcome back to Shouts of Grace. I'm your host, Steve Pearson, pastor at Redemption Hill Church, and we are going through a series entitled Lessons from the Pulpit, and I got a dear friend of mine on the phone, uh, Justin Alfred. Um, Justin, he's been talking about um, the, the the death or the murder of his, of his daughter uh, 13 years ago and just how, how he processed that both as a man and as well as a Christian and the different emotions going through. Justin, I wanted to ask you something and kind of expand on something a little bit. Um, it, the injustice that is associated um, with this type of thing, um, it, it's, you know, it's, it's something that, it, it's something that, that is very difficult for, for a, a, an everyday Christian to process and to go through um, when they're hurt, when, when they've been offended. And, and it's almost as if, you know, well, it's not almost as if it is, it's, it's impossible. It seems to forgive when the heart is, is deep. What, what do you say to the believer who's been so offended and they've been so betrayed, whether it's something like this or, or, or something that may be associated with relationships or whatever, and, and they just can't move past it. And a year, two, three, five goes on. Is it possible to get past this? Because it, it, it's like it leaves an indelible mark on your psyche. Am I wrong? You're absolutely, totally correct, Brother Steve. And here's what I would just simply say. Again, with all due respect to people who've never gone through things like this, and they say, oh, you just forgive and go through Uh, They really don't understand. Uh, They haven't had that experience. But let me just say this, first of all. Number one, that we are saved by the grace of God, fully, completely, totally, and that's the only thing we're saved by. Even the faith that we have is a gift that He gives us, Hmm. and He enables us to believe. But the choice, that final step of saying, Jesus, come into my life or I reject it, that's our responsibility fully, and we're Hmm. fully responsible for that. The same is true with as a believer with something like this. Uh, these uh, emotions, these pains may never leave. I, I don't know. I'm 72 and a half, and I don't know how much longer I have on this earth, but I don't know that uh, this will ever leave me. But, as I said, when that thought comes, when I see a, a young lady, maybe my daughter's age, who was killed, and I see I have my grandson still, I see him, or I see others uh, you know, like this, the thought comes back to me. It's not something that I sit and try to conjure up. Boom! It just comes. It's part of my carnality. It's something that the enemy hits me with all the time. Now, that being the case, I have to bring that thought immediately into obedience to Christ. Romans twelve nineteen. But let me give you another passage here that God has really spoken to my heart about. It's Matthew five forty three through 48. And this is huge. This is what it says. I mean, you've heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. The reason Jesus said that, you love your neighbor, that comes out of the Bible, but hate your enemy. This is what happens uh, with believers over, and it's been that way ever since God's word's been given, is that men take his word and then they start adding their commentary, all right? And over a period of time, what people begin to hear is really not even the word, but just someone's commentary. That's what the Reformation was about. When you see revival take place, it's always people going back to the Word of God, not what men say about the Word of God. That's foundational. Now, Jesus then goes on to say, because at that time, talking about vengeance, you see that with 
with Judaism and the day of Jesus and all of that. But it's still with us today in many ways of carnal application, men setting God's word aside and living off of their own perverted, flawed, uh, depraved reasoning, which God has come to redeem us for, redeem us from, I should say. But here's what it says in verse 44. But I say to you, love your enemies. Continue to pray for those who persecute you. Bless, continue to bless those who curse you. And continue to do good to those who hate you and spitefully use you. Oh, my land's alive. That is what he's calling us to do. Then he goes on to say, so that you may be the sons of your Father who is in heaven. Now, what that means is, is that as we, when we come to faith in Jesus Christ, we are eternally secure in him. And there begins the process, as you talked about, of us being conformed to the image of Jesus. When it says here that you may be, he's talking about that you may continually become into that fullness of God's Son that he called you to be. Mm. All right, it's not a matter of works. It's a matter of us growing into that sonship, just like we have babies. I have a, a precious little year-and-a-half-old grandson, my, my youngest grandson. And he's just a little baby. And his mom and daddy are teaching him, disciplining him, and so forth and so on. He's going to grow into be a full-grown man. We are the same way. As we come into Christ, our carnal nature is in the process of, of God putting that to death. It's a lifelong process so hmm. that the life of Jesus may be manifest in us. Wow. But I'd be the first to say that's not easy. It's painful. Yeah. But as we die to self, we experience the life of Christ. Yeah. Then he goes on here and says this. For he causes his son to rise on the evil and the good, sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same. And if you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same. Therefore, you are to be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Let me emphasize that word perfect, because I've heard many people who have totally abused that word and false teaching, well, we can live to a place where we no longer stand. That's ludicrous. What this perfect is talking about, that you may be complete as your heavenly Father is complete, and it's talking about being complete in that love. In other words, as his love is guiding us, that's what's going to set you free. Now, here's the reality. If that young man and his family members and others like this and other things that happen in the world around us, if they never come to a place of brokenness and repentance and receiving Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, they will spend eternity in hell. The other aspect is that clearly the Bible makes it real clear that whatever we sow, we reap. We reap the consequences of our flesh. We see this throughout Scripture. So people, even evil people now, when they do things, they reap the consequences. I think of Adolf Hitler. One of the best books I ever read was The Rise and Fall of the uh, Third Reich by William Shira. Next to the Bible, one of the best. It gave you a picture of how this man rose to power through deception and, and, and you know conniving and scheming and then became a dictatorial murderer. And yet, look at the consequences that he brought, not only on himself, but on Germany entirely. So the thing that people need to understand is that when people reject Jesus Christ and leave him out of their life, the consequences are both temporal and eternal. Hmm. Now, let's go back to people who are believers, fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. 
Here is the reality, uh, Pastor Steve, I think that I want to just uh, just touch on here, and I know probably you already have, but this is in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 31 and 32. And here Paul is talking to believers, and he says this, Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, slander, be put away from you along with all malice. Now this next verse. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ also has forgiven you. Hmm. I'm here to say that as a believer in Jesus Christ, people believers have hurt me. Okay. And uh, but I've learned if you hold on to bitterness like that, it's poison. Amen. It is Amen. poison in your life. Amen. And you have, go ahead. A- amen. It, um, Justin, it, it definitely sounds like this is, you know, what you're saying is a supernatural work. This isn't something you can manufacture. And if you, if you tried to, through some weird 12 step program, it, it's going to fall apart because, because no man can, can, um, you know, can deny himself in, in his, in his, in his feelings like that. Somebody actually told me one time, a pastor that crucifixion is one of the only deaths you can't do to yourself. Someone else has to put you there and the temptation will wow. always be come down and save yourself. Right, stick up for yourself, and so I believe that, uh, Justin. In in the last minute and a half, um, you now know a part of of God that 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 some many don't, and that is you're you're a father that's lost a child. Um, a lot of times, people think the gospel is something we take off the shelf and we 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 share with the unregenerate, then we put back on the shelf. And and one of the things I've been asking each pastor to do is to take their situation and and share with us how the gospel is for the believer. And so, in your case, in your situation, um, as a, as a as a as a father losing a child, how is the gospel the most important thing for you in this last minute for you to press into and 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 fix this for for, for your own psyche? If I did not have Jesus Christ in me, living his life in and through me, is I surrender and he does to me what I couldn't possibly do, I would be destroyed right now. Hmm. Uh, my life would be meaningless, bitter, poison. Uh, Hebrews, I would just encourage people to go back and read Hebrews 12, 14, and 15. Because when you hold on to bitterness, it is poison hmm. for anybody. But God, by the power of the Holy Spirit, hallelujah, enables us as believers to forgive on a continuous basis hmm. and bless. That's what sets us free. Amen. Steve. Amen. You know, I, I, in listening to you talk, I think of Romans five and, and so many people misunderstand or they, 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 they don't, they, they, they miss this part where it says if, if we're reconciled to Christ um, through or we're reconciled to God through the death of Christ, how much more shall we be saved by the life of Christ? And and I think we think of the gospel as something, well, that just regenerates us and we put it away. No, we're saved by the life of Christ. We're saved by the continual breath of God being poured into us in situations like your own and in, you know, other situations. We've we've been, you know, the last few years have been a really tough time uh, for us and where we've seen a lot of injustice. But listen, and Christ's life is what saves us. It, it's not. It's 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 not just his death that reconciles us, but the fact that he sits at the right hand of God and he intercedes for us. And so, um, Justin, man, we're out of time for today for this episode. I would love to have you back on this broadcast and kind of continue our talk. But today we're kind of out of time. So thanks for coming on, man. 
My honor, my privilege, Brother Steve. God bless you, sir. All right, brother. Hey, you've been listening to Shouts of Grace Radio. Um, Hope to see you next time. God bless. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson. We hope you've been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at shoutsofgraceradio.com. That's shoutsofgraceradio.com. You can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastor Steve. Shouts of Grace Radio is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us at Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ.